I mean he's an impersonator. A fake. We interrupt this broadcast to bring you the following urgent announcement. You, yes you, put down that oversized bottle of Scrumpy and listen here. Do you like being entertained? Do you like television? Well, do we have the show for you. Built for people who love TV, where three rapscallions dissect two television shows, one old and one not so old, for a probable audience of one. It's time for Hardly TV History. Hello and thanks for tuning in to Hardly TV History, the show where three idiots talk about two television shows and a whole bunch of crap for a probable audience of one. My name is Shannon and joined here by both Christian and Jake. Say hello, gentlemen. Hey, everyone. Hello, gentlemen. Ah. <laughs> uh, the comedy gold <laughs> that you're whipping out today. Come on, you've got to be a bit Hello. more inclusive, guys. You can't just say, hey, gentlemen. No, what about you told me to say, hey, gentlemen. That's what, what I said. What about all of our, our female listeners? Women out there. <laughs> Best joke so far. Now, uh... <laughs> Tell me you're not popular with, that, with, that, with the ladies without telling me you're not popular uh, with the ladies. Oh, <sighs> if there's ladies listening, firstly, I, I apologise profusely for the content that you're about to listen to. Uh, secondly, call me. Um, so, <laughs> what what you don't know is you, we've come off an hour of talking absolute drivel about nothing to over do with an hour, over, over, an hour, over an hour. So you're getting some very loose gentlemen here. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, but we we are thrilled to bring you uh, this new episode. We're we're talking about what happens after we die, and. And two TV shows that kind of give us a bit of a glimpse about what that might look like. Um, two comedies, although one I think is much funnier than the other, but two two extensive comedies uh, in which a, a different take on on the afterlife. Effectively, uh, we're talking, of course, about the Good Place, and I'm never going to get the title. It's like Upload, right? Upload, yes, name, right, Upload, right. right. Yep. You know, so we're talking about a show that people have, have beloved and have heard of, and then we're also talking about Upload. Um, so, <laughs> it's not very nice. <laughs> so, but we're talking Good Place first because Good Place came out first. Uh, it is a Netflix show you can get right now. I think was it co-produced by Netflix or was? I don't yeah. know that it was. Was it? Yeah, I think uh, it, I uh, think it was. It was, it was all over Netflix. It's a Netflix exclusive for sure. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's Netflix original. I think it must. Have, I'm sure it was network television. It was in an NBC show, maybe. I don't mm. know. And and really, that's why you're tuning in for, for that kind of well <laughs> that kind of history, content yes. that people... Yeah, that it people was an NBC play. show, but for, yeah. when, I, when I watched it, it was on Netflix and it just pops up saying Netflix. Yeah, so it's, original, it is a Netflix. It is. It's saying an exclusive, but it was actually an NBC show. It is, of course, uh, uh, created, and I just want to say before Christian jumps in with all the, his kind of nerd talk that he talks oh. about, <laughs> I'm going to pre-nerd him with mm. my nerd talk. It's mm. created by... Uh, Michael Schur, who was Moe's from The Office yes. um, and was a, was a producer of The a Office. A head writer as well. And head writer. So um, anyone who loves The Office will probably uh, find a very similar vein to The Good Place. Christian, what is The Good Place about? Mate, you've actually just taken away my thunder. Like I was all <laughs> excited. I was going to talk about Michael Schur, who was famous for a lot of um, really great television shows, including The Office and Parks and Recreation and... Brooklyn Nine-Nine he was involved in as well. So there's, he's got a, a really great pedigree. And he's brought us The Good Place, which is a, a, a really quirky, fun comedy featuring ten, Ted Danson and, and Kristen Bell. The whole premise of the show is basically Kristen Bell, who plays a character named Eleanor, wakes up 
in the good place and finds out that she's died in a horribly embarrassing and tragic uh, tragic death. Um, and basically, this episode is the story of her first day in the good place, which is heaven. Um, learning to who her neighbours are, wandering around the neighbourhood, finding extraordinary numbers of frozen yogurt stores. And we get a really good introduction into her neighbours, the characters. She meets her soulmate named Chidi. And then there's a really fun little twist where where Eleanor finds out she's been awarded all these this spot in the good place for all of her great humanitarian work involving getting prisons off death row and being really kind and generous in, in her life on Earth. But we find out that's all actually not true. Some horrible mistakes have been made and she's been admitted to the good place despite being actually, let's face it, a bit of a scumbag. Uh, and that basically sets us up for the presumably for the rest of the season, which is the story of Eleanor trying to learn how to be a good person because she engages with her soulmate, Chidi, um, who is also in the good place, to help her become a good person and earn her spot to, to stay in there. So that's a, a really brief sort of cliff notes um, version. How does that work for you guys? Yeah, it's a it's a great uh, it's a it's a great little summary. It, this is this is a show that I was immediately drawn to. I think this is actually a really f- fantastic pilot. Yes, um, it feels very natural. It almost feels like you've been dropped into a real setting, mm-hmm. um, you know. And of course, uh, you know, really uh, the the star that shines brightly there, Kirsten Bell, is great as Eleanor mm-hmm. Shellstrop. But it's re- it's our friend of the show, Ted Danson, mm-hmm. um, given that he was. Uh, from Cheers, uh, the Cheers alumni, um, and, that seals the show. That's something I really wanted to talk about because the feeling I had watching this show with Ted Danson was very similar to how I felt when I when I started watching Cheers. It, it had that same wholesome feel. You were immediately engaged with the world. It felt lived in. It felt it felt real. Um, the interactions with Ted Danson are, are, are quite quirky and fun. You're getting jokes within the first minute or two of of the episode, particularly around how Eleanor dies you know she's actually been killed by being hit by a line of shopping carts that then pushed her into traffic and then you find out that a paramedic who tried to save her happened to be an ex-boyfriend or a guy that she dated and it's just this humiliation upon humiliation in in the way that she passed away um really enjoyed that we see this really great great quaint tour of the house that she's been given which is next door to all these enormous mansions and things um it's a house that's been obviously built for someone who's quite humble and quite quirky also really into clowns and we find out that Eleanor actually doesn't like clowns at all finds them finds them kind of weird and creepy and I've got to admit I'm kind of in that boat as well so I I completely empathized with her level of anxiety but then that compounded by the fact she can't really talk to anyone about it because she's not supposed to be there Um, a lot of fun also really enjoyed uh, I think it's Janet is like a little AI type assistant who just sort of blinks in and out of existence as people need things um really great little gags from her including uh she plays audio from the bad place when you know, eleanor's asking how bad can it really be and it sounds pretty horrifying um yeah a lot of fun good jokes i i should it's also mentioned in this this pilot episode is directed by drew goddard who uh, who directed one of my favorite films almost of all time i would say uh in the cabin in the cabin in the woods um and uh, bad times at, at the El royale so amazingly shot creators amazing Ted Danson's great. Uh, Kristen Bell's Jake. Jake, Jake. You, you've um, all that stuff going for it. Tell, tell me, tell me what's wrong with this show, Jake. You, you've said, you've said the word amazing and fun wrong. Um, I believe boring and predictable was the uh, was the word I'd probably use. Uh, th- look, th- this show 
it really lies on Kristen Bell and her performance, I think. And I think there's a lot of good things around it. I just I just don't know what it is, but I don't like this show. And I've tried it twice. This is the twice that I've seen it now. It's something about... I can, I, let me put it out there. I love The Office. I love Mike Shaw. And I love Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I love all that stuff. This feels tired to me. The comedy feels tired. It feels like it's been written by the same person who wrote those things and are trying something new. And I just don't connect with this show at all. I don't find it funny. The only part, actually, I'll clarify, the part I did find funny when she couldn't swear. That made me laugh because I haven't really heard that before when they try and swear and they get programmed to say something else. Like Everything of- else was just was just kind of predictable and it didn't, it, didn't, it didn't make me laugh at all. Really? Because I find that fork and weird. <laughs> yeah, that, that that stuff is funny, but you know, the the part where you know she wasn't the person she was supposed to be, and I understand that that's that's the the very premise of the show, mm. and she's a bad person being in a good. I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure what it is. I just, I just, I didn't think it was funny. Well, I, I found it. I found it funny and lighthearted. But one of the reasons that I really enjoyed it is because there's actually this whole other level to the show, which. I, which it might not be seem obvious at first, because Kirsten Bell, Eleanor's Eleanor is actually trying is asking actually asking a really fundamental question. How do you like what is a good person? What do you do to be good? How do you actually become a someone who's worthy to stay in the good place? And they've put Cheaty in place, who is a, a person who's a a doctor or professor of ethics, philosophy yeah. and ethics. Um so we're actually going to be probably delving into some of those questions is kind of how I see the the show sort of structuring. So you're actually not just going to have some sort of lighthearted fun comedy with some jokes. I think they're going to be potentially asking some, you know, pretty, pretty important questions. And there's going to be, I, I feel like this show has a potential to be one that forces the audience to perhaps ask questions of themselves and perhaps grow and develop uh, within their own lives. Yeah, it is a link of both of the shows that we're discussing is that there is some sort of higher philosophical questions that get gets asked. This show does it really naturally, um, I think, in its characters really asking questions. There's something seemingly off about the inhabitants of this place, though. And mm-hmm. so that that is, is already layered very early on in the show, is that something is just not quite right. There is, in, in what is supposed to be heaven... Um, there's something uneasy that I think that they did really well. And I think the the the, the twist in the episode comes quite late. Um, and so then there's kind of there's a there's actually a cliffhanger at the end of the episode. So so that they have to go and deal with the the big problem that's happening right now and it and it stops right there. So I think mm. it was intelligent by design in terms of the way it was structured, that you actually desperately want to go and watch the epi- next episode to see what the solution is to the problem that they're experiencing, um, which I hadn't really seen in any of the shows that we've done previously. I don't think any of the shows really linked in that way mm. and left you with particularly a comedy that leaves you with a kind of open-ended question that you want to resolve. Um, the sets and, and the CGI and stuff look fantastic. I think. Oh, that, that looks- no, some of those, those at the end where they're the monsters, that doesn't look fantastic. Oh, I, that- I think, I think it looks fine for its, its time. Um, but certainly, sixteen, Shane. It's not like it was twenty years ago. It was let's too, let's you know, not compare apples with oranges of upload because there's some horrible CGI. In, I'm, I'm in not I'm, I'm I'm not praising the CGI and upload yet, but but well, yet, but uh, but but I but I think the set design, the costume, the actual design of the city, 
is is great. Like I think it really does feel like a very warm, inviting mm. place. I love the joke about too many yogurt stands. Like that was yeah. it'd be what people would enjoy in heaven. It seems your frozen yogurt seems to be the um, the going uh, rate. The fact that Eleanor stumps sh- shrimp in a bra to get it out of the party. <laughs> it's but you know, but it, I will give a praise. Twenty three minutes for a pilot is almost unheard of for the shows that we do i don't think it's we don't, very okay. short it's a, it's a it's a very short part and they cram a lot of stuff in there um they give you a full detailed breakdown of the world and how how it seemingly works or should work and i think that's a, they've done a fantastic job doing that they, they've hooked you guys in 23 minutes to watch the next episode very very quickly and and i think that that shows the the direction and the and the tone mm. of the of the show just because I don't I don't I don't dig the tone of it I think it mm. I, I, I can praise it how for, for what it is. Did you find in terms of like the construction of the pilot? Did you find it, you know, good in terms of introducing the characters? You know, the jokes mm. that were there. Like you did say you did laugh at some. I, 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 I look. I just don't, I don't. I think it's Kristen Bell that I don't, I don't particularly like. Ooh, uh, I think I think that's. I'm, I'm I'm not I'm not saying she's a bad actress. I just have those, you know, those weird things where you just don't like someone's performance with what they're. Do- I'm not sure what how to even describe it. I just, I don't, I don't click with Kristen Bell, and I think that's mm. that's my issue. I love Tan Danson. I, I don't, I don't think he is a very good character in this. I, I mean, I'm mean, watching him religiously on Cheers, and I'd rather watch that any day of the week. But mm. it's just something about Kristen Bell's performance here. I, I don't, I don't enjoy, and I, I wasn't, I wasn't surprised. I didn't find the jokes overly clever. I, maybe I expected too much. I'm not sure. Well, that's interesting. I didn't really know what I was getting into. Um, like I think I've, I've heard of The Good Place and I've seen people watching it, and think, but I've never actually sat down and watched an episode episode myself. So this was really the first time I sort of focused on it. Uh, and I found it really engaging and um, I'm, I'm intrigued by perhaps some of those deeper questions. Um, and yeah. I'm, I'm interested to see. I'm really interested to hear Cheedy talk. I love conversations about ethics and philosophy. I, I really enjoy them. And it's very, very rare that you'll actually get a TV show that that covers those topics. If they do, it's usually really in a really serious sort of sort of space. Um, certainly not in the span of a 23 minute comedy where there's actually some jokes. So you can laugh and have a thought provoking moment. Like I think that's really special. Yeah, and, and I mean, I don't want to spoil. I w- will not spoil the the show for the rest of the audience that hasn't discovered it yet but the show is not what it seems to be um and i think that that's a fascinating hook for people that you discover as you go along that the show's not showing you everything and and i i I just think it was there's something uneasy here and maybe jake that's what you're picking up i think and i think you're very right there's something uneasy and not not perfect about what should be perfect and i think you're very right that they're setting the tone early on that Something's not quite right, and I, I, I want to give it a more chance. I think there's there's definite potential there, and I I, I I don't like that I don't like it. If that makes sense, I'm 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 unhappy with myself that I don't like it because I I see the building blocks and the potential there. I just for some reason am not clicking with the show. It's operating on a higher level than Brooklyn and 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 The mm. Office. I think The Office is a character study, and people mm. will sit around and philosophize about it. But I personally think that's just a bunch of people doing funny stuff and and I don't know that there's actually a huge amount of writing depth there and I will say like The Office is still one of my favourite shows, both versions of The Office, but I don't know that there's a huge amount of depth. There's something else going on with the show Mm. on another level here that I think has to be appreciated and it's got the veneer of perfection whilst not 
it's it's kind of almost uncanny valley, valley territory mm. where there's just something I can't put my finger on, particularly in those first episodes. I think that's genius that those characters are introduced that that are clearly, you know, for people to be in the good place, they're seemingly there's something not right about them. What are they doing there is a, is a great question well, to ask. You go ahead, Jack, and then I'll go after you. I was gonna, I was going to say what what really intrigued me was the algorithm that they used, because when you actually sit down, sit down and looked at it, there was some really um, funny stuff in there, like use Facebook as a verb. I think was one of the one of the <laughs> yeah. things. And then, but then went down to you know, the, the very lines of how to create a good person is: did you order a sandwich over something that was bad for you? Mm. Um, and then there was something like it was like, that was like plus zero point nine percent. And then mm. there was something that was you know seemingly fine for you, but they consider that bad. And I, I thought that was really interesting how they used an algorithm based on the tiniest details of your life to work out if you deserve to be in this place or not. Oh, I thought it was brilliant, um, especially in, when they're having conversations about like social scores and things like that in, mm. in China. I also loved the gag about um, all the religions only getting it about 5% right, except for <laughs> Kevin who lives in Calgary, you know, in, in, or wherever it was in, in Canada, who was stoned in the 70s and someone asked him what he thought it was all about and he just blurted out a bunch of stuff and they were like, pretty good guess. You're about 94% of the way there. I, yeah. I, I found that really great. I had a good joke. And interestingly, I think Eleanor gets close to the reveal in this episode. She actually talks through some particular elements of, of the reveal, which which is fascinating. Don't, don't spoil it. No, no, but there, there is, there is some, there's some truth to what Eleanor says in some parts, which I think is just fascinating to look at as a, as a repeat viewer. Mm-hmm. Um, but there, there is, there is some inherent comedy gold here that's really understated. Um, that, that I think it almost takes a couple of viewings to really land on that stuff. Um, it's, it's absolutely categorically worth watching, and it's probably one of the next shows that you should just binge um, because I think you do have to get through the first episode because it does a brilliant job at setting everything up without being spectacularly funny. Um, it's mm. got enough in it that, that, that will hook you. I think the, and the, the premise is quite high, it is quite a high lofty premise. You know, it, it's, but I do, I do love that it's not predicated on, kind of you know you subscribing to a religion or you Mm. know going to church every day and praying and that's enough to get you in this is about every decision that you make being watched and calculated that's 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 amazing to think like you know every minuscule choice about even what you have for lunch calculates your cosmic score is Mm. is is well beyond anything that you could possibly comprehend and the fact that someone's written it down and put it in a tv show is is Almost brilliant. I mean, I'm, I know I'm flipping here back and, and forth, it's a, but it's brilliant. It's a very, it's a very human thing. I mean, everyone dies, mm-hmm. and everyone, at least you know, most people mm. admit to being concerned about, you know, is there an afterlife, and everyone will have an opinion on that. But to think that you actually end up in a place based on every decision and thought process, and it's, it's some sort of homogenized version of what you would consider perfection. Like your house is tailored to you. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. the world that you're in is kind of someone's idea of heaven. It's Michael's version. So he's created this, this version. He's the, the world builder in the way that we'd envision. It's very much like a video game. I'm the yep. designer of the video game and you occupy the space within it. And this is my version of what humans want because he's, he's not a human, presumably. He's not a person. He, he's, a, he's a version of that. So it's just fascinating yeah, and I, I again, I love the, the the frozen yogurt joke. I but, think that's. But they're, but they're also promising you to find your soulmate. 
your soulmate's mm-hmm. here somewhere and we will connect you with your soulmate. So it's, it's a pretty big statement to, you know, and you'd be stuck, or not stuck, but you'd be with your ideal partner for the rest of eternity. Yeah, and that's that's fascinating that she's going to be stuck with, she's if she wants to play along, she's going to be stuck with someone else's soulmate. Yep. Well, and, and he and he's an ethics professor who's now he's she's asking to lie, yeah, and that gives him an upset great. stomach. Yeah, um, it's 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 good writing. That that moral quagmire is is massive for Cheaty. I mean, it's almost Cheaty's story in the sense mm-hmm. that he's really stuck between a rock and a good place, huh? Uh, yeah. And so, you know, he, he's going to have to sort of work through the ethics of that. His ethics probably won't let him throw. He knows that if she if she gets found out, she goes down to the bad place. And that's horrendous. So is he going to condemn her to that or lie? That's the that's the moral quandary he has that's, has to go through. That's right. Um, I also want to talk about the neighbours. So she's signed up to live next door. Her house has been placed next door to um, this giant, enormous mansion type thing, which is owned by um, I believe it's Tahani. Is the Tahani? Yep. Tahani, yep. yep. Um, but the question I was asking myself immediately was: Tahani seems like a bit of a superficial person and um, not really doesn't seem like a particularly kind person. I'm wondering how she got into the good place. And the fact that she has this enormous mansion, you know, the place that's best tailored to you, like why would a person who is a, you know, gone to the good place and has actually had all these social scores, you know, done all these good things through their life, I find it hard to believe that would be, that would they would want a mansion, like someone like that. So I found, I found that interesting. And I, I suspect that's what you're talking about, Shannon, when you say that things aren't quite as they seem. Yeah. Um, I was also interested in Kevin, the Buddhist monk, who's Tahani's soulmate. He doesn't actually say a word through the whole episode. He's got <laughs> yeah. some vow of silence thing. But I, I found his performance actually kind of, the, the actor who played him, actually kind of fun because he's he's very present in the scenes without actually saying a word. And I, yeah. remembered, his, I remembered his name. like, yeah, And I, I really do hope you keep watching because there is there is some great reveals that come throughout the first season particularly. I think the, the, the reveal, the, the actual construct of the show becomes more apparent at the end of season like season one is the is the real reveal so i think it goes for another four or five seasons and the reveals just kind of stop there it it turns into a very very solid sitcom but i think the intrigue of season one is absolutely why people keep watching um i think this is just a masterful pilot and and i i think it's that unease that's created um, that 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 sucked me in big time, and I loved it. So um, it's a super easy watch. Like it's one of those shows that are super easy to sit down. It's like I feel like it's very much like The Office. It's a very easy sit down and watch show, but it's got deeper meaning behind it. Yeah, and, and I and I, you know, that, that's that's a show that I think you should just binge and, and watch like crazy. I wouldn't say the same for the next show. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I know. I know Shannon's going to say, but but I, I'm going to throw it to you because it's not a show I'd even heard of before you raised it. So, yeah, Up- Upload is an Amazon Prime uh, exclusive show. Now, it's interesting. This was created by Greg Daniels, who is, is, it really? show- is the showrunner of The Office. Yes. Um, he is the showrunner of this show. He's the director and writer of the first episode. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a very, very decently... It's interesting the fact that, you know, an a, a, a Office writer in um, Michael Shaw would write a show like The Good Place first and then Upload becomes second from Greg Daniels, which it's a very similar show. So after, after a, a self-driving car accident, which is near impossible in the future, uh, our lead man, Nathan, is uh, sent to uh, Upload. So he's, uh, his body gets basically erased and put on storage, and his consciousness gets uploaded to basically a digital afterlife. Uh, it's called Lakeview. 
um, and it's provided by his uh, very clingy girlfriend. Uh, his account's been blocked by her, and he's basically introduced to his uh, his angel Nora, who looks after him on a day to day basis. And it's basically he's he's exploring his first day or two in a digital afterlife. Is the basis of the first episode, which is kind of very glitchy and very much like a hmm. a bad video well, game. Yeah, it's provided by um, Hor- Hor- is it Horizon? No, Hor- yeah, Horizon. Yep, Horizon. Um, yeah, basically a big, a big conglomerate media company or internet company in in America, and they're and they're providing their version of of the afterlife. So everything, so if there's too many people in one spot, it'll be a bit glitchy. Um, everything's branded and labeled, and there's plenty of in-app purchases. So in in room purchases, if you want to buy a cup of coffee, it's two dollars for your Horizon account. Um, so there's ads. There's, there's ads. ads. There's ads constantly. Yep. Um, the ads and the in-app purchases got me. And yeah, it, it crashes at 10 o'clock. You know, you can't get breakfast after a certain time, even though, as he points out, it's fake food anyway. Um, it's, I think it's just a really interesting look at at what the future might hold for us and how a company might sell you on a digital afterlife. I, I, I've got to say, I really enjoyed this. Um, it really had such such a similar vibe to this episode of black mirror, um, which covers a very similar sort of topic about a a digital afterlife. Uh, I was immediately engaged with that, that whole concept. I, I didn't find this as much of a comedy though. Like I wasn't laughing. It's classified as a comedy. I really don't think it's a comedy. There's some funny things that happen. Um, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't call this a comedy at all. No, no, but I I really enjoyed also I suppose the deeper question of the show about you know preserving your consciousness into an, in a, in a di- kind of digital afterlife and what does that what does that mean what because there's this great cho- problem at the start of the episode when um, the guy what's Nathan. his name Nathan yeah he's had the car accident and he's being wheeled and he's got a punctured lung. And he come, literally comes to a crossroads and the staff are saying, you want to go left to surgery and maybe die? Or do you want to go right to upload and definitely, you know, go through that process? But as we learn, upload actually kills you. Once you scan your brain, it literally gets destroyed and you... Yeah, they'll live. tell you they store the body, but they're, they're really destroying your, your head and taking your, your digital information. Yeah, that's and, right. Yeah, and it's not even his account. It's his, it's his very clingy, very rich girlfriend. Who um, controls the password and what? Who let him... controls the password? Yeah, and obviously she's using the the death as a as a stepping stone to be look how depressed I am, while still going to a party. And now she's got her now digital boyfriend at her beck and call and can fully yep. control. Yep. Um. He, yep. And if he knew he knew that he might have taken his chances with the operating. Like he, you can even see him like you know, what in his mind he's like, well, what's my odds? What's my chance of survival? You know, she's like, you're dying on the table right now. You need to decide. Yeah, um, it's it's an impossible choice made in a, in a very critical situation. Yeah, I found that fascinating, and he actually tries to back out. Like you can tell, he's being pressured by his girlfriend, and he's yeah. trying to keep her happy and 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 whatever. And then his mum turns up. He's like, "Mum, thank God you're here." And then he his brain gets gets zapped, and his head disappears. That was the one genuine laugh I got out of that show. Was that shock moment? Yeah, where his, his head just gets obliterated. Yeah, it was just completely yep. out of out of left field. Yeah, but you're exactly right, Jake. In effect, he's become the digital toy of his girlfriend. And he's. She mentions earlier in the episode that she signed up. They've got some kind of family plan where they all have members. Like basically, it's a subscription service, like like Amazon, and all their family are living in this digital world. But 
that plan only gets you as far as into the world. You've still got ads, you've still got to do in-app purchases to buy the actual food and presumably the experiences and things like that. So I was actually kind of intrigued by this because it, it does give you a kind of, uh, obviously we can't do this technology now, but you never know what's going to come later on down the line. And then it starts asking questions about, you know, is that actually, it starts forcing you to start asking the question about what actually is you, your consciousness? Because in my mind, like, he died the second his brain was vaporized. What's in the digital upload thing is, you know, perhaps an image or a representation of him, but it's not actually his consciousness. Yeah, but she she also says, you know, I I I think, therefore I am. She repeats that a couple of times. She does. She wants you to think about your the I in that sentence, mm-hmm. and that's a really it's a really you know interesting look at who are you and if if your if your consciousness carries on, is that still you? Mm. And I think that in in the, in their world. Yes, it does, and that mm. and that's what they're trying to sell. That's what they're trying to push. Yeah, and I, I just find that fascinating that you know people pay for this this service, but it's still locked out. And, and this is exactly what companies would do. It's still locked out to even like you know if you don't have a church and you want upgraded to a bowling alley, which sounds awesome, you got to pay for that. You got to mm-hmm. pay for mini bar services in your room. But if you go down to the breakfast buffet before ten o'clock, it's all free. Like it's just. That that kind of thing is is fascinating, and it even shows that there's there's more. He he's so he's a coder. He's he's creating a, his own free afterlife service with his buddy. That's what they're working on, and that's where the the mystery happens of you know why what's going on behind. There's there's a, there's a hidden mystery behind the scenes, and um and they, even Facebook has its own version, a casino planet, mm. which they can choose to upload. And they they've just released theirs, and I mean it's it's the very it's the very start of this process, but it, it, it's the it's it's the almost the trial phase of this yeah. digital afterlife. And yeah, I, they're, they're the guinea pigs. I, I loved it. I thought that was a great conundrum. Um, and that question about you know is it your consciousness? What actually what actually is you? The, the I in in that statement is fascinating. And people have been asking that since Star Trek, really. I know obviously that question goes back a lot further, but in terms of like sci-fi and, and television. Because you know when Star Trek brought out the um, teleporters, everyone looks at that you know um, you know beam me up and beam me down, whatever. Like theoretically, like you die every time you get transported. Yeah, and a copy of you is and a copy of you appears down on the planet, and then they beam you back up again. So you know theoretically, like we don't know, like you you know every time Captain Kirk beamed down, he could be have actually been killed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the same prospect about clones. Yeah. Is, a, is a clone a, a real person, real person. or is? You know, all, all those things, all those things that sci-fi has been grappling with for years, mm. um, you know, is is present in these in this show. Mm. Um, Shane, Shane, you had the same look that I had when you asked me how I felt about Good Place. Yeah, I didn't like it. I, I, didn't, I didn't like it because I, I genuinely went in thinking it was a comedy to start with and I found it not at all funny. No, um, I'm really surprised to hear that it's, it's written by Greg Daniels, who I've got a huge amount of respect for. Um, and 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 thought that it's it's likely to be it was likely to be funny. I think there was a couple of moments that were sort of paused for laughs that didn't really arrive. But you know, it's it's a fascinating concept. I just think that there is a there is a version of this that's more entertaining. I wasn't I didn't find it interesting or fun at funny at all. I just I was just kind of bored and a bit miffed that I'd watched this first. Um, <laughs> but but I, I also find it super interesting that the the human connection that you've got a human angel who is dealing with multiple clients and how mm. how that must affect them dealing with the 
with the dead who were trying to trying to make you know she even said you know what's the 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 acceptance rate and it was only 40 percent because the human so from, brought, from those that effectively chose not like that didn't choose this un, unprepared unprepared yeah. unprepared yeah, 40 percent because they're not they're not ready to accept that's their new reality they're not ready just, to die yet yeah. I, I just find it fascinating that they've got a, a whole department or an angel that's not an ai that they come in and talk to you and they walk you through this process and they're on call all the time to deal with your digital afterlife that's a whole new market of people with new set of skills and i just that that relationship is obviously going to become very important in in the future nora and I, nathan i don't understand the payment structure either so if i've paid if, it's like a funeral plan right like yeah. i've paid for the plot that i've your, paid your family to needs to keep, keep paying but the, the, what if i don't have family i'm just stuck like i'm stuck on the base model yeah mm. that's how it works like, what is the, the money doesn't mean anything to me well like, no you, you buy so you you buy so basically think of it like an amazon prime subscription you you get that and it gives you access to a whole tier of services you know you Amazon Music and whatever else, and there's free content in there, and same with the video library. But then in the Amazon Prime app, you can then go and buy rent movies or buy products or whatever it happens to be. That's basically the model that it is. And and the tragic thing is, I can totally see that happening. Yeah, but if I'm but, dead, I have no money. Your, your family you do, has your to pay that. Does. Your estate does. All your family's yeah. got to pay for it, and that's how, that's how that's why he's trapped in because he hasn't got enough money to go to Lakeview, so he mm. is he's building a free version of this but obviously he's not going to make it there hmm. so his family didn't have enough money to go and send him to lakeview but his girlfriend did so that's I, why she foot the bill i also think there's a lot of people who would survive a punctured lung by the way i would have taken my chances on the punctured lung oh me, but me that, too that, but that's the op that's the thing if you have a choice between possibly dying or going to a digital afterlife forever which way would you go but you also can commit suicide in the game yes Yes. So you you could you that, could that's, that's rejecting the construct. Hmm. Yeah. So I, in theory, I could also do, so people could willingly choose to do, to commit suicide and yes. opt into this game. Yes, and that's what yeah. that's what that guy did. The the guy who lost his legs. Yeah, the guy he, was in the army. He he's actually a bright spot. I, I really like that good. character. Hmm. I thought I thought he was particularly good, and and finding the little hacks or the little the little glitches within yeah. that gave him hmm. gave him extra my, food. And whatever my else. kind of problem was with Robbie Amell. I don't think he's the the strongest lead character. Well, I, I don't, he's a superficial kind of jerk, isn't yeah. he? And self-absorbed jerk. And I just, and I, I didn't like how jerk and how self-absorbed he was. I think him being a more modest person and connecting with Nora would have been a lot easier. I just, I didn't like the first. I forgot how much of a jerk he was when he first started. Yeah, that, I think that I just didn't warm to him at all, which was a bit of a shame, to be honest. Um, and, and again, I've got to like the characters or at least have some, I've either got to like the characters or hate them to, to drive me through to the next episode. And I just felt nothing about him. Hmm. I didn't, but, didn't connect but, with that character at all. There's all, there's also a hidden, there's also a mystery behind some things. I won't go too much into it, but you see at the very end of the episode that there's some corrupted files that Nora puts aside. His memories, um, yeah. His memories. Yeah. And then someone logs into her computer and deletes them off the computer. Them. So, so going there's, on. there's there's some stuff going on in the background. So it, it's not funny. I'll be very clear. It's not a funny show. I think there's some there's some humorous parts. Very you've rare. seen more. Does it get funny? No, I, I don't think it gets any funnier. I think I think yeah. again there's there's some there's some funny things that happen based on the digital world and what goes on with the digital world and especially with you know um, with mm. the 
old uh, uh, army guy who finds hacks and glitches. That part's amusing, but it, it really is about the, the mystery and about you know the 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 the, um, the choices we make, even in the afterlife. The 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 CGI around, particularly around our world as it stands, I thought was really hit and miss. I thought the self driving car stuff looked horrible. Mm-hmm. The textures and stuff on that looked really bad. And you know, I found like the pop up screen technology with the hands, um, the the glitching in and out, the the ad advertising. I thought thought that was really solid. Mm-hmm. So I'm yeah. just I'm not sure why the full kind of CGI stuff looks so so bad. Yeah, I mean, I think the the view from in like them inside the self driving car was like you know is fine, but the, the the big exterior shots was yeah very very jarring. It looked like a PlayStation One era, like it yeah. just looked the textures looked horrendous. Um, but you know, it's competently put together. Um, I just just don't go in expecting a comedy. I think was my biggest downfall because yeah. I was waiting for the laughs and I just didn't. It just yeah, didn't. There's arrive. not a, there's if, not a huge. If anything, it's more of a dark comedy kind of commenting yeah. on, and it's a bit of a comment on our society and and there's know, more the, of that going forward the commercialization of of yeah of everything yeah. you know so it's it's very different from for greg daniel's stuff mm. like it's definitely not king of the hill or the office that's for sure no um and i think they're doing a reboot of the king of the hill actually just fyi but, oh, and there was, there's always talk about a reboot of the office yeah, really. too but i think i think it really hinges down to if you like the relationship between robbie and and sorry and nathan and nora yeah, yeah and, and i, I, I didn't and if you, just, if, you find, if you find that that in that that fascinating, or the whole con- I mean, the whole concept is pretty fascinating to me. But if you find that relationship fascinating, it, it's going to drive you even even further through the show. Yeah, look, I wasn't too into the relationship. I was intrigued by the world and the idea of this digital afterlife. I'm probably going to watch a couple more episodes, but I don't know if it's got the same staying power that I feel like the good place will keep mm. me more interested just because it's I asking agree. some, it's going to be asking probably different kinds of questions. Whereas I'm going to probably look at the upload as more of a bit of a social commentary um, on, you know, the commercialization of every aspect of our lives and, you know, even into our, even into our deaths. Yeah. They, they dropped a second season. Um, I haven't seen it yet, but they, they just dropped a second season on um, Amazon prime. And I think that's probably enough. I think two seasons is probably mm. enough of this show for what I've seen, um, um, the good place you can go in various directions. Yeah, look, I, I feel like this show there's uh, there's underlying mystery, a bit of a you know what's going on with the deleted files and the deleted memories. Um, I feel like the end game really for for Nathan is to get back to the real world. Yeah, so, and because they comment in the in the show at the first episode. Where they say, oh, you know, maybe one day they've got your body in storage. Maybe one day they'll figure out a way to put you back in there. So presumably some kind of cloning or whatever technology to, to make that happen. And I can see being, you know, in Nathan's position, that becomes actually an attractive argument, basically taking a digital holiday for a certain number of years until they develop the technology. But the, the aim for him is clearly to get back into the real world. Um, and I kind of feel that's where the show would really wind up. So I can kind of see the, the end there already. Um with the good place, I can see the end is going to be um, the, the characters going through some kind of journey, and, and Kristen Bell's character in particular of you know self discovery and uh, reflection, and coming to a point where they actually become good people. And I, I don't know, just for some reason, I feel like that's going to be a more compelling story for me to to engage with more long term. Yeah, and and are you always a, a bad person or a good person? Can you change the 
can you change the uh, the, you change, the metric? Yeah. Can you change the algorithm? Can you mm. can you earn more points than you lose points? Mm. Um, in that in that context, mm. I really didn't enjoy the scene with um the angel. What's the angel's name? Nora. Nora mm. and her dad. I thought that was yeah. really heavy handed. It asked a really interesting question about the old way of thinking, being that you die and you go to a traditional heaven, and mm. that's where his his wife is so Nora's mother I, f- I felt that was a really overacted and a horribly written scene but it does it does pose a, an interesting question about this is the modern way of dying effectively this is a new way um of living forever yeah, but it does she, remove she your ability that, to go to, to heaven or hell I suppose and she points out that she'll be her his angel so she can constantly hang out with her dad you know in the digital mm. realms until she gets there as well kind of thing so I, I, it's 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 fascinating as Christian said. It's fascinating to see that you know the the corporatization and the way everyone kind of digitalizes everything. Paying a subscription service even in death is is a bit ridiculous, but it's where it's where we're heading. That's one hundred percent. Like if this was possible, if this was actually possible, one hundred percent people moving in there and start and, and trying to run some kind of um, commercial service out of it. But it just raises so many questions. Like when you die, but you're still actually contactable and and you could actually theoretically keep phone call. running your phone call, world yeah. from running well, your you life could, from... you could keep your job you could keep yeah. working if you really wanted to yeah yeah um, that's that's absolutely crazy well, you know, she she calls him and he just answers the phone like a normal person would it's yep. just and so, he's right he's right there in the digital voice it's, it's it's so who inherits stuff you would never hmm. actually inherit anything because like, you, you, well, your parents you, you would never die. you wouldn't spend your money to your kids because you want to keep paying for your digital afterlife yeah like they're not going to get. I mean, you might sell off a house to keep paying for your for your digital house kind of thing. Yeah, and, and if you're a, if you're a person who's born into a family that has this thing, imagine the pressure on you because you're not just working for yourself and your own benefit and your your children. You're actually got to support like entire generations of people who are living in this digital afterlife. But, I mean, I mean, I, it's well known that you know Shannon's my brother. Imagine living with him for the rest of my life. Like, I, I want to get away from him, not be closer to him. Yeah, and, 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 and if if, if we've got a family plan. I don't want to see him every day. Well, you can bet your bottom dollar if you died first. I'd be switching that subscription service <laughs> off straight quick. away. Like, I'd, there's way better stuff to spend would, my money would you on. Even give me the basic you plan, Shannon. I'm not sure you would. Oh, I'd look. I might let you buy a packet of Lay's or whatever, something like that, <laughs> early on. But that'd be that'd be. Oh, it. I, I wouldn't get the bowling alley one, Shannon. No, oh, definitely not. I'm not. I'm not upgrading that. How, um, how hopefully. Annoying. Hopefully, there's a Google Rewards type situation where you can just watch a few ads and get it, get a little bit more pocket money so that I don't have to do anything for you. No, um, I can just see Shannon screening my calls. You know, I keep yeah, trying to call no, him. Can I buy this, not. Shannon? He's just like that screen. Yeah, I don't like these little hand phones where you can just extend your palm and all of a sudden you're answering the phone. I, mm. That's fraught with danger. It, it seems like it's too much effort almost. Like, I don't know if we hold our phones. A lot, a lot of walking around. What phone. was with the Adam Sandler? I don't know. What I, is knew going on? I knew you'd hate that. Obviously, he paid it's, someone to get in there. Yeah, it's it's a whole bunch of it's fifty first dates that keeps. Yeah, it's a, it's up. a and it's a weird Adam Sandler movie to choose as well. It's okay. fifty first dates about it's him singing to to Drew Barrymore and that which is a memory loss. Yep. Which, yeah. Is there is there some sort of hidden connection? I'm not. I wasn't. I wasn't well, picking up memory loss and up, I don't. I don't understand. I, I didn't. I thought it was. I forgot that was in the pilot as well. I, I, like, I think I there'll really be sure. something in there about that. I'm just not quite That's sure what it is. Yeah. Um, yeah I. 
yeah, I'm not. If I'm if not. Adam Sandler makes it to the afterlife, I'm out. I'm out of the horizon. <laughs> you imagine, can, you can pull the plug. There and Adam Sandler was your first guest, and you no, you it, it. no, it's just like the only only movies you can watch are Adam Sandler yeah, movies, Adam Sandler and only the last ten years. Hmm. So there's no Billy Madison or Happy Gilmore. You're stuck with. Well, it's a terrible at Jack and Jill. So Jack that's and a Jill, terrible. Yeah. 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 The, the Adam Sandler movie that came to mind when I thought about both of these shows, but more more the Good Place was Little Nicky. Do you remember that one? Oh, I've, unfortunately, I've I do. From my memory, no, I've yeah, but you know, there's actually a scene in Little Nicky where people are they're rocking up to hell and they're walking through and and um, they people start asking which religion was the right one and uh, he because they're turning up and saying, oh look, I'm 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 a good Catholic. I'm supposed to I'm not supposed to be here. I'm supposed to be in heaven. And then he, you know, the demon on the on the gate says uh, the correct religion was the Mormons, and everyone you hear the whole crowd go, ah, oh! and then yeah. they keep shuffling through. And I don't know, I heard echoes of that joke in the Good Place when they're talking about, you know, what's his name, 5%. Kevin or whatever it was yeah. from from thinking who figured that figured it out. So that was the only tenuous link I could make between Adam Sandler and either of these shows. I'm sure there's a six degrees of Kevin Bacon. Situation: Someone's been in a show with someone who's been with Adam Sandler. I, I, I'm pretty sure both of these shows are, are competently made, and they're both decent pilots. I don't think they're only they're bad pilots by any means. They give you enough world building to set you up for the course. I mean, I think right. Good Place did it better in 23 minutes, but yeah, um, yeah. To, to me, this is one episode where, like, an episode of the podcast where we've both got we've got two competent pilot episodes, and this is going to come down to personal preference as to which mm. one we prefer and. That's probably a decent segue for us to go into the into the summaries. Do you agree? Yeah. Hey, Sean, you I'm, choose first because I think I know where we're going with that one. I'm starting with Upload. I think it's a great show. No, <laughs> clearly, clearly, it's the good place. Um, it's a show that I'd heavily invested. I've seen it all the way through, and that's one that I think there's so much meat in there. And there is, like Christian said, I think there is an absolutely genuine, interesting premise to that show about what is inherently good and evil, or, or bad, and where you belong. We we belong when you die. Um, that is fascinating to watch, and it does it really does turn the show is absolutely not what you expected to be based on that on that on that pilot alone. So that's that would be my vote. I think people should binge it. And I mean, I'll, I'll go next. It's pretty obvious what I'll choose. I, I I think upload is is I've seen upload all the way through the first season. And I really enjoyed it. Um, I've tried the good place twice, and I I just I can't. I don't know what it is. I can't. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep trying because I know how much. It upsets Shannon when I don't I disagree with him about TV shows. Mm-hmm. Um, I will try to because I, I, th- I think it's a show that I really sh- should like. Um, er- everything points to the me lot should liking it, and I just can't. But I'll give it a go. But I strongly recommend both. Mm. I, I really and en- I, I enjoyed both, um, but I, I think I really enjoyed the Good Place a bit more. I think there's probably I think that I, I'm just more drawn to that question about self-reflection and the philosophy and the ethics side of it a little bit more, which I think is probably going to be a bit more prevalent in The Good Place. I also think the jokes are probably a bit more entertaining. And um, to be honest, like it's, I think they're 25-minute episodes. I think the first episode of Upload was 46 minutes. So it, it yeah. feels like The Good Place is going to be a little bit more punchy and accessible. So my vote's um, with them. But I'm, I'm still going to watch a couple more episodes of Upload and see how it develops. Uh, and to people who think that this is all for naught, Jake, how many episodes of Cheers have you invested in so far? Uh, how many? Uh, I'm up to season seven. Seven. So, of, of so it all starts with the first episode. It all starts with the kernel, and and we do genuinely uh, go back to some of these shows and, and rewatch stuff because uh, I, I there are some say, great I, shows we're covering here. I will say I, I actually got to a point now that I actually skip the Cheers theme song. <gasps> That's how much I've watched. 
that I actually skipped the Cheers theme song that I've seen it so many times. And I know that's ridiculous to say, but when you binge watch it as much as I have, you kind of want to get to the meat of the episode. And uh, you know, 40, 43 seconds, I think, that's the, the theme song goes for. Um, I just want to skip that and go on. That, that's how much I've watched in a short amount of space. Uh, well, that's that's it from us. I think there's there's two great shows I think that you can invest in, one better than others. Um, but you should absolutely go ahead and, and invest in some of those shows. But from me, thank you very much for listening. Boys, anything, any further comments at all? Uh, I'm just going to say good night, ladies, because I didn't mention them earlier. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now, now you're sucking up. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Look, I, I I think that the message we want to take from away from here is regardless of what show you prefer, which one you'd like to, you'd like to, to watch better, you know, it, it's really about reflection and deciding, you know, have you been a good person in this life? Are you doing everything you can do right now to, to, you know, promote goodness in the world and then try and improve your your score at the end of the day. So go out into the world, try and do good. That's my message. Peace out. And of course, this episode brought to you by Eleanor's Bra Shrimp. Sweaty <laughs> and delicious. <laughs> All right, you ready to call the outro? Yep. Talent's here. Let's go. All right, you want to warm up or anything first? No, I'm no. good. <clears throat> okay, hit me. Now, remember, no cliches, funny, light. It's a podcast. Go. In a world. Always do this. It's the first one. But that's, that's it's what, the most obvious but one. But that's what good trailers No. No. Just no. On the edge of space. Shant. Bedroom. House. Podcast. Us. Go. Jurassic Park meets Twilight. Imagine it. Yeah. yeah. We're a podcast. But We're not a movie. Dun, dun, dun. We podcast. Us talking about movies. Is it just, just No, no. Just go. Is it because the, no, you know, the T-Rex no. has little arms and couldn't stab him in the chest with a stake? A rooster and a cat are friends? I know you're a cock, but this... Come on. Movies, podcasts, it's us talking about them. Go. Two idiots have a podcast. They talk about movies and nonsense. If you'd like to join in that conversation, you can hit them up on masspodcasters at gmail.com or talk to them on Facebook. That's so hard? Yeah, my voice hurts a little. I've got a tickle and I actually think Jurassic Park and Twilight as a crossover would work. (sighs) Shut up.